0: the mirror
1: bless you, God. Bless you. Bless you. I forgive me. I forgive myself. Yes, God. God has already forgiven you. I forgive thee. I forgive me. In Jesus' name. forgive me you have to forgive yourself if you can't forgive yourself then the spirit of guilt will come in and manifest because of your unforgiveness and that's what happened to Judas Judas could not forgive himself Judas became guilty for betraying the Christ the anointed one And Judas began to commit suicide without knowing that he can forgive himself. And God would have forgave him and he still could have been a disciple of Jesus Christ. But the devil tricked him and flesh ran him away to commit suicide. Forgive yourself. I forgive me. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for another Sunday. We thank you for your word. We thank you for being who you are. We thank you for being a merciful God. You have mercies every day. And not only that you have mercies every day, but you have forgiven us of our trespasses. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for dying on the cross. Because without you, there is no salvation. Without you, there is no deliverance. Without you, there is nothing under the sun that can save us but you. And we thank you for that, and we magnify you, and we give your name, the priest, because you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. Our text for this Sunday is 2 Corinthians, the second chapter, the tenth and the eleventh verse. And what we're going to talk about is the devil' devices, and not only that, we're going to be talking about forgiveness and unforgiveness. And it reads Second Corinthians, the second chapter, the tenth and the eleventh verse. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. This is Paul talking. I forgave you in the person of Christ. In other words, we cannot forgive without the spirit of God that's on the inside of us. I, for your sakes, forgave I it in the person of Christ, lest Satan, key verse, the 11th verse, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Jesus, we thank you for revelation knowledge. We pray, that, we pray that your people will receive this message and forgive and move on. Because we thank you in advance for you forgiving us and we shall forgive people that wrongfully or spitefully use us. We forgive them right now. We forgive them for even slandering our name. God, we forgive them. We forgive them because forgiveness is a powerful thing to do, and my text is forgiveness. Knowing this can have, knowing this can offset the enemy, but not without God's spirit. It's the most powerful thing to do. The devil's device is unforgiveness. So Paul is telling us to forgive. Not only to forgive yourself, but also to forgive people that trespass against you. Even Jesus said that. Second Corinthians, we're gonna read that again. Second chapter, the 10th and the 11th verse. To whom ye forgive anything, anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgave it. For your sakes forgave I it in the, the person of Christ or in the name of Jesus, the anointed one and the anointed. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now here's the thing. Unforgiveness is one of his devices that gives him power over you. Because if you're living in unforgiveness, then forgiveness is not in your loins. And Paul is saying, forgive. And you're knowing the, the devil's devices that it can offset his tactics and plans for your life. Forgiveness can offset the enemy, but not without God's spirit. It's the most powerful thing to do, is to forgive. Forgive, 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 and let God do the rest. Forgive. This is part of the apostolic authority. Philippians, the second chapter, starting at the 12th verse, wherefore I might believe, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This is one of the apostolic authorities that the Bible is speaking of. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed. Not as in my presence. This is the Apostle Paul talking. Not in my presence only. But now much more in my absence. In other words, you are truly loyal to the gospel. You are truly loyal to the Messiah, to Jesus, the anointed one and his anointed. Work out your own. I repeat, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You cannot work out your, your you cannot work out salvation for other people, but you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's part of the apostolic authority. Second the Thessalonians, the third chapter, and we're still talking about the apostolic apostolic anointing starting at the 10th verse, for even when we were with you, this we command you, that if any would not work, neither shall he eat, for he hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, that with his quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that, note that man, and have no company with him. In other words, remember him and have no company with him with him that he may be ashamed yet count him not as an enemy but admonish him as a brother in other words hate the spirit that's in him but do not hate him do not hate your brother but you can hate the spirit that's on the inside of him Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Do not hate the brother, but hate the spirit that is on the inside of him, and love him until the love of God will deliver him and cast out that spirit that's on the inside of him that's causing him to become unforgiven. And if any man obey not our word, by this epistle, the fourteenth verse, note that man, and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him as count him not as. An enemy would admonish him as a brother. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. The salvation of Paul with my own hand, which is the token in every epistle, so I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one, and the anointed be with you all. Amen. Amen. Follow Christ. Paul once said, follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, get the anointing of God because without the anointing, the yokes cannot be destroyed. The yokes cannot be destroyed and you are in bondage because of it. Unforgiveness keeps you in bondage. But if you forgive your brother, God will forgive you. And not only that will God forgive you, but he will free you up from the spirit of unforgiveness. And that is one of the devices that Paul is talking about that the enemy has against us, the spirit of unforgiveness. So what we need to do is have a spirit of forgiveness knowing that This can offset the enemy. Forgiveness can offset the enemy devices or tactics or darts or situations or things that he's trying to plant in your life, but not without the spirit of God on the inside of you because the Bible says, greater is he that is on the inside of you than he that is in the world which is the devil which is the enemy, which is Lucifer, which is Satan himself. And Paul is telling us to the Corinthians that Satan shall get an advantage of us. See, he's trying to get an advantage. What did he tell God about Job? I will make him curse you to your face. And that was the advantage that the devil had when he made that statement to God. And God told the devil, go ahead. Make him curse me to my face. Not only that, the devil was saying, take the head from him and let me do what I need to do in order for him to curse you to your face. Now. God agreed to that. And at the same time, God told him, do not touch his soul. Do not kill him. Because if you kill him, then we would never know that he would have cursed me to my face or blessed me and cursed you and give me the glory for being his God. Amen. Let Satan should get an advantage of us. Now there are a lot of advantages that the enemy love to take upon us, and this is why he said he's walking to and fro, up and down in the earth, seeking who he may devour. Now the devil, if you picture. The devil is an animal or a dog that salivates. He's thriving. He's salivating to destroy humanity. He's salivating to destroy God's people. And God's people are all people. Because the Bible says in Ezekiel, all souls are mine except the soul that sinned. The fathers, the sons, the daughters are mine. So what we need to do is have a spirit of forgiveness. And the only way that we can have a spirit of forgiveness is that we have the spirit of God on the inside of us that can offset the spirit of unforgiveness. Apostolic authority. Philippians 2 and 12 and uh, 2 Thessalonians the 3rd chapter 10 through the 18th verse. Now we want to turn over to Genesis 32 and we're going to talk about Esau and Jacob. Now Jacob stole Esau's birthright but he had help His mother enticed Jacob. A lot of people don't talk about how it got started. But his mom enticed Jacob to steal the birthright. Why? So he can get the blessings from Isaac and become part of the covenant. And that's why they say that this is the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, which had interpreted the trio. And not only that, Jacob became Israel after God blessed him when he wrestled with the man. Genesis, the 32nd chapter, starting at the ninth verse. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac the Lord which saith unto me, return unto thy country. Now God is telling Jacob to return unto his country and to thy kindred. Now if you remember when Abraham was told by God to leave his country, to leave his kindred, to leave his kinfolk, and I will dwell well with thee. Now, here's the thing. If you have an enemy and God tells you that it is safe to go back, go back. Why? Because he said, I will dwell, I will deal well with thee. In other words, I will be there with you and I will dwell with thee. I I will deal sorry, I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, this is Jacob, and of all the truths which thou hast shewed unto thy servant. For with my staff I pass over to Jordan, and now I am become two bands, in other words, separated between two, the country and the kindred. He came he come to me. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, which is Esau, from the hand of my brother Esau, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me, and the mother with the children. And thou said, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea. Now, this is the covenant that God also made with Abraham and Isaac. Now he's making that covenant with Jacob. And thou said, I will surely do thee good, and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there, that same night, and took up that which came to his hand, a present for Esau his brother, two hundred she goats, and twenty he goats, two hundred ewes, and twenty rams, thirty Melch camels with their colts, forty kind, and ten wolves, twenty. She asses in ten Now, in other words, Jacob was a rich man. Jacob became rich when he worked for his father-in-law. And at the time, Jacob wanted to leave and start his own business. And his father-in-law didn't want him to leave because he was a blessing to him. So Jacob decided he wanted to leave and start his own business business so Jacob was on his journey and at the same time Esau was after him because he had stolen his birthright now what am I getting to with this story is that Esau further down in scripture forgave Jacob and he delivered them into the hand of his servants Every drove by themselves, and said unto his servants, Pass over before me, and put a space betwixt, in other words, between drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau, my brother, meet of thee, and asked thee, saying, Whose art thou, and whither goest thou, and whose are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, they be thy servant, Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau. And behold, also he is behind us because he told them to separate them in between, betwixt. So Jacob was behind his servant and he was in front of Esau. So he was the liaison between Jacob and Esau. In other words, he was the representative of Jacob. Jacob had a representative. In other words, Jacob, in real time, used his lawyer to be his mouthpiece. Are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, They be thy servant Jacob. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau. And behold, also he is behind us. And so commanded he the second and the third, and all that followed the droves, in other words, the company of people, multiple people were with Jacob, saying, on this manner shall ye speak unto Esau. When ye find him, and say ye, moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me. And afterwards, I will see his face pre per-adventure. He will accept of me. In other words, Jacob was trying to buy back his fellowship, with Esau by giving him multiple gifts. But the story doesn't end there. It follows up in the 33rd chapter, starting at the first verse. This is Words of Deliverance Christian Center. So if you listen to the name of the ministry or the church, it says Words of Deliverance. Now we give you words, not only that we give you words, but we are giving you the word of God. So this is words, which is God's words of deliverance. And Jacob lift up his eyes, 33, one through 10. And Jacob looked lift up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau came. And with him 400 men, Esau had his posse, or his brethren with him and he divided the children unto Leah and unto Rachel and unto the two handsmen now Jacob divided the twelve tribes of Israel and he put the handsmen and their children foremost and Leah and her children after and Rachel and Joseph and their most and he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times. Now, there's something about that seven. They went around the wall of Jericho seven times. I preached last week that the captain of the host had to dip in that unclean water because he was in an unclean place seven times. So, listen. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph, him the most. Now, Benjamin wasn't born yet. So this is the 11 tribes of Israel. And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept he lift up his eyes and saw the woman and the children and said who are those with thee and he said the children which God had graciously graciously given thy servant now Jacob is calling himself a servant Then the handsmaidens came near they and their children, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. In other words, that was a meet and greet session because Esau never met his sister-in-laws. And Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near and Rachel. Benjamin is not in the picture and they bowed themselves. And he said, what meanest thou by all this drove which I met? And he said, these are to find grace in the sight of my Lord. And Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep that thou hast unto thee, to thyself. And Jacob said, nay, I pray thee, if now I find, find grace in thy sight, Dan, receive my present in my hand, for therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen. This is the key part of this chapter. Listen to what Jacob is saying. Dan, receive my present at my hand, for therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen. The face of God, and thou who pleased with me. Now, here's the thing. Jacob, the reason why he said he had seen the face of God, because Esau has forgiven him. And you cannot forgive anyone without the spirit of God in your life. So unforgiveness is a spirit that fights against the spirit of Forgiveness. And the enemy knows this, and Paul was telling the Corinthians that be not ignorant, lest Satan shall get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And Jacob knew that God was with Esau when Esau forgave him for stealing his birthright. Can I preach? Can I teach? Can I give you some more information about forgiveness? Yes, you can. Listen to what Jacob said, and I need to repeat this because he knew the Spirit of God. I have seen thy face as though I had seen the face of God, and thou wast pleased with me. And that's the only way Esau was able to forgive Jacob because the Spirit of God was upon him to do so. Now, there's another situation with one of Jacob's children and this is the brother of Benjamin and his name was Joseph. Genesis the the 45th chapter starting at the 12th verse. This is words of deliverance. And Jacob knew that the spirit of God was on Esau and they began to become close brothers once again. And Esau had riches also because he told Jacob, I'm well, I'm set, I'm good. I don't need your riches because I am rich also. And Jacob said, don't take it because of that. Take it because I want to give you a present. And not only did I want to give you a present, but I want to see the face of God in you which is forgiveness. And we love God to come in and intervene with anyone, your family, your friends, or your foes, is to have a spirit of forgiveness. God can do it for us. God can give us the spirit of forgiveness to offset the devil's devices which is the spirit of unforgiveness, which opened up doors to other avenues because of the spirit of unforgiveness. Genesis, the 45th chapter, starting at the 12th verse. And behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother, Benjamin. Now, Benjamin is in the picture now. That it is my mouth that speaketh unto you. And ye shall tell my father Of all my glory in Egypt. And this is when the brothers sold him into slavery to Egypt. And of all that ye have seen. Now here's the thing. Joseph had the spirit of God rested upon him. So whatever Joseph were, there were always blessings around him and through him and for him. And ye shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and all that ye have seen. And ye shall haste and bring down my father hither. Go get dad, because I want to see dad. And I know dad misses me because he thought I was dead. He thought I had died. He thought some animal had eaten me. Go get my father because I want to see my father. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept and Benjamin wept upon his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brethren and wept upon them. And after that, his brethren talked with him and the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servant. It pleased him well and his servant. In other words, it pleased him well. And it also pleased Joseph that he had an opportunity to, be, to not only meet his brothers again or to see his brothers again, but he forgave his brother again, and our text is forgiveness. Knowing this can offset the enemy, but not without God's spirit. It's the most powerful thing to do is to forgive. And the most thing, the most device, the most thing that the devil can use against you is the spirit of unforgiveness. So forgiveness offsets unforgiveness. And the devil cannot do anything to you because you are protected because of the forgiveness that God has put in your spirit. And that offsets all the tactics that the enemy is trying to destroy you with because you have been forgiven. And you are forgiving your enemies or whoever trespass against you like Joseph have went through a lifetime of toils because of his brother. But he was very happy to see them because those were his brother, and he forgave them, and he loved them, and he definitely wanted to see his dad. Acts, we're going to turn over to Acts, the seventh chapter, starting at the 48th verse. And I am not going to be before you long I just want to give you some information on forgiveness. And not only that forgiveness opened up doors for you, it closes doors on the attacks of the enemy. Now, here's the thing. The devil wants to break into your life. And you are praying to get a breakthrough out of of the enemy that's trying to break through into your life and wreak havoc, so we are here to be re- to receive multiple breakthroughs because of the enemy is trying to charge us with the spirit of unforgiveness and have a door to open and come in with more problems to deal with. Acts the seventh chapter forty-eight. Verse, how be it the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands? As said the prophet, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house ye build, said the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Have not my hand made all these things? Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. Now these are the people that have the spirit of unforgiveness, stiff neck, unforgiveness, uncircumcised heart, uncircumcised in heart and ears. In other words, they do not want to hear what you have to say. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did. So do you, do me, which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them, which showed before of the coming of the Just One, the Anointed One, the Messiah the Christ of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed in him with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of the God of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their stone, and stopped their ears, and ran upon him with one accord. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes, clothes in a young man's feet, at, the, at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice king verse, listen to what Stephen has said. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now, listen at this. Stephen being stoned. And he telling God, Jesus, the anointed one, laid not this sin to their charge. In other words, forgive them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He gave up the ghost. He, as the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, laid not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now, Luke, we're almost done talking about the spirit of forgiveness that will offset the enemy. The spirit of forgiveness will offset the enemy's tactic. Knowing this can offset. We have to know that's what Paul said. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not, I repeat, we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, forgiveness, knowing which is not ignorant, this can offset the enemy, but not without God's spirit, it's the most powerful thing to do and the devil uses unforgiveness. And Paul saying that we are not ignorant of his devices. Luke, the 23rd chapter, starting at 32, this, are the, this is the same, these are the same questions that was raised when Jesus ends his 40 days of fasting and being led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil by the Holy Ghost. Now, not only he was led, but he also said some things on the cross. 32nd verse, and there were also two other male factors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, There they crucified him. Father, listen to what Jesus has said. Then said Jesus, oh, that they crucified him in the male factors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now he's on the cross, he's being crucified and he's asking God to forgive them because they know not what they do. In other words, they are ignorant to the devil's devices. They are ignorant to it. So forgive them because they know not what they do. Stephen also said, lay not just sin to their charge. And Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they parted his remnant and cast lots. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them Deride him, saying, he saved others. Now, this is what the devil was saying after Jesus has fasted 40 days. He tempted him with questions. And the people are saying here, he saved others, let him save himself. Same spirit, the same spirit, that came and comes from the devil. If he be Christ, the chosen of God, and the soldiers also mocked him coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. Now here's the thing. You do not have to prove anything to anyone. If you know who you are, then you know who you are in Christ. We do not have to prove anything to anyone. We do not have to set charge or say, hey, look what God has done or look what God has done. We do not have to prove anything to anyone but God. And saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself in a super. Scripture also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Now they mocked him. They mocked him and at the same time Jesus died for them. Imagine that. They mocked the Christ. They mocked the anointed one and Jesus still died on the cross for him how much love can you have to be persecuted walk through judgment hall to judgment hall an innocent man being crucified by the people that know not what they are doing. You know why they don't know? Because they are blinded by the enemy. And the devil wants to keep you blind. And this is is why Judas killed himself. Judas committed suicide because he did not have a spirit to forgive himself and move on. Father, in Jesus' name, give us the spirit to forgive ourselves And not only to forgive ourselves, but to also forgive our enemies, forgive our family, forgive people that are around us, God. Give us a spirit of forgiveness and give us the mind to move on in your grace. Help us to move on in your grace, God. We are asking for forgiveness and we also are asking that you give us the spirit of forgiveness God in Jesus name I pray and I pray that your people will be blessed with forgiving spirits God give them forgiving spirits help them to forgive and move on in their lives God help them in Jesus name Lord we need your help we need you on a daily basis. Help us to forgive. And not only help us to forgive, but also give us a spirit of forgiveness for other people as we forgive ourselves. We need you, God. We need you ever more, God. We need you in our lives. We need you in every era of our lives because you said in your word that you would order our steps. We need you to order our steps, God. Order our steps in the way of forgiveness, order our steps, just being who you are to help us to forgive. Just help us, God. Help us. We need you and we definitely magnify you before anything happens towards us. And we thank you in advance again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Singing, oh,
0: Lord, you to Say, oh, oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Yes. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. I say, oh, Lord, I want you to help me. While I'm waiting I want you
1: to help me Saying why I'm waiting I want you to help me This is an old spiritual song Help me on my way In my journey God help me I want you to help me Help me to forgive. Just be still, watch me work. I am God. I am the one who can go through the cracks. I am the one that can go through the marrow of the bones in your body. I am the one who can do that. I can go on the inside of you. I can go around you and I can go upon you. Why? Because I am God. God moves in mysterious ways. And what we need to do is recognize that he is God and just watch him move. Watch him move. We need you right now, God. We bless you. We give your name the praise. We praise you. We honor you. We thank you for being who you are. And we forever will recognize that you are the king of kings. Not only that you are the king of kings, you are the Lord of of lords. you the God of all gods. Anyone that nameth the name of the Lord know that God is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Seek God while he may be found. Magnify him because he is there. When you think you're in the wilderness, remember God is in the wilderness with you because the Bible says, I will not leave you, nor will I forsake you. So God is always there. You just have to open up your ears and listen to what God is saying in the midst of your wilderness experience because God is there. And he can get you out of that wilderness he can give you a mind to make something happen, to get out of that wilderness. And we thank God for that because he is the one that knows all and is all and in, in, in also in us all. But we have to recognize him when he speaks because he's talking to everybody and everybody don't have an ear. The Bible says, let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the church. So he's speaking, and you have to listen to what God is saying. Listen, said God, and continue on listening. Today is a day of mercy because today is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we thank God for giving us the ability to wake up this morning and to praise him and to acknowledge him and to let him know that he is God. Thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity to grow closer to you to grow closer. We need to be close. We need to follow God at all times. Order our steps, God. We thank you for this message and let revelation knowledge flow freely in this message and give your people an ear of understanding give them wisdom over experience God we're coming to you in Jeremiah the 29th chapter starting at the 8th verse and the key verse in this passage of chapter in this chapter is the 12th verse and it reads for thus said the Lord of hosts the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your debilers that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye calls to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished, at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I need to read that 11th verse again. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. In other words, God knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. In other words, it's thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. In other words, to give you a good ending in your life, an expected end. I think toward you. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. God already knows the thoughts that he think toward you. See the Lord. Thoughts of peace. He have thoughts of peace. Towards you. And not of evil. To give you an expected end. And the 12th verse. Reads. Then shall ye call upon me. And ye shall go. And pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. Thirteen verse, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. When you have searched for me with all your heart. The 12th verse, then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. In other words, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. And then that you may know God, because God is his word, and the word is God. John, the fifth chapter, starting at the 33rd verse, ye sent unto John and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man. In other words, we don't have to wait for man to testify or to praise us or to recognize us. Ye said unto, unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. He bear witness unto the scripture, the truth. But I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say, that ye might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. In other words, just only for a season. But I have greater witness than that of John for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, my purpose, my salt, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Because man does not have to testify for me. But God, the word of God, but I have greater witness that than that of John for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself which hath sent me have borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you for whom have sent for whom he have sent him ye believe search the scriptures search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me the scripture the word of God and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. The word of God is life. And what the Bible is saying in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter and the 12th verse. Then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search Search, search, again I say, search for me with all your heart. And know the scriptures, search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life. But first, What you have to do is call upon him. Then shall ye call upon me. And ye shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. Call. Pray. And let God answer your prayer. Why? Because you are seeking answers. Call is to cry out in a loud voice, to command or request to come, to call into action, to call upon to do something specified, to call for the presence of, which is the presence of the one who is already present, he is just waiting for your call because God is omnipresent. present. So to call for the presence of the one who is already present. But you have to call. You have to command or request to come, to call into action. In other words, God, come and see about me. Job, the 34th chapter, Job was going through. The devil was wreaking havoc in his life. But he got permission when he came up to heaven with the sons of God, when they had a meeting. And Job considered, I mean, the devil considered Job. Job, the 34th chapter, starting in the, 20, the 24th verse. He shall break in pieces mighty men without number and set others in their stead. Listen. He shall break in pieces mighty men. In other words, there is nobody that is greater than God. These men are mighty. He shall break in pieces mighty men without number and set others in their stead. In other words, break in pieces, get rid of them and replace them with other people. Therefore, he knoweth their works. in the night so that they are destroyed. David destroyed the people that burned Ziglag overnight. He striked them as wicked men in the open sight of others because they turned back from him and would not consider any of his ways. Now people right now in real time are doing the exact same thing. People don't want deliverance. A lot of people do not want deliverance, but what they do want is prosperity. Now, the Bible says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper even as thy soul prosper." But they want the first part of that scripture, but they do not want the latter part. They don't want they soul to prosper, but they do want the materials that is upon the earth. They want the materials, they want the money, they want the fame, but they do not want their soul to prosper. And that's why the Bible says, I wish above all things, above all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Now they want to prosper, prosper. Of course, everyone wants to be healthy, but do they want their soul to prosper? The reason why some of them don't want their soul to prosper because they want to be like the prodigal son, go out into unclean places. And then realize that the unclean places is not a place for you. But you have lost all of your wealth. You party hard every night. And you begin to lose your money. And not only that, you lost your wealth, you end up in the pig pen in a unclean place because you wanted your wealth early and you being a young man did not know to think wise with your money with investments bringing in more money but no you party hard every night and then all your friends that noticed that you ran out of money guess what those friends are gone Job 34, 24 through 28, he shall break in pieces mighty men without number and set others in their stead. Therefore he knew of their works and he overturned them in the night so that they are destroyed. He struggled them as wicked men in the open sight of others because they turned back from him and would not consider any of his ways, so that they caused the cry of the poor to come unto him. And he hear the cry of the afflicted, and he heard and he heard the cry of the afflicted, that twenty-eight verse, so that they caused the cry. These people, the mighty men, without number, they caused a cry of the poor to come unto him and he hear the cry of the, of, the, of the afflicted. Now, the devil comes to not only to afflict you in your body, he wants to afflict your emotions. He wants to rile up your emotions and cause confusion and send of the spirits to try to comfort you into more sin or to more mishaps. Psalms 34, chapter 19, verse, but I want to read the uh, Jeremiah 29th chapter and Amplified. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your false prophets who are among you and your deboners deceive you. Pay no attention and attach no significance to the dreams which they dream or to yours. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, when 70 years of exile have been completed for Babylon, I will visit inspect you and keep my good promise to you to bring you back to this place for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you the 11th verse for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you said the Lord plans for peace and well being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Can I read that 11th verse again in the Amplified? For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you. Say, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being, and not for disaster, to give you a future and hope and a hope. See, God wants to have you blessed. He do not want to have any disasters come into your life. For peace and well being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then, with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity, a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, who would not want to serve a God like this? He wants all good for you and not disasters. That's a great God. That's a God of prosperity, a God of health and a God of you searching out your soul salvation in the scriptures. Search life. Search the scriptures for life. Romans the 8th chapter 30 and 31 moreover moreover, moreover whom he did predestinate. Them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? In Job 34, 24, he shall break in pieces mighty men without number and set others in their stead. And in Romans the 31st, 8 and 31, who, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? God went up against a mighty man that was not, that was without number in other words it doesn't matter how many men it were because god is god god can destroy the whole world right now if he chooses to but god is so merciful that he is giving us mercies every morning and see the devil when he tried to overturn or overtake heaven, if he knew the future, he would have never tried to overtake heaven. The heaven suffered by force, suffered violent, and the violent took force. In other words, the enemy was trying to take over heaven And God kicked him out along with a third of the angels. Now, back to the mighty men. It was without number. It's not a number that can defeat God. A number of men or a number of fallen angels that the devil had to fight with him in heaven, it's not about the number because you will still lose if you're fighting against God. Romans 8, 30, 31, moreover whom he did predestinate, them he also called and whom he called, them he also justified and whom he justified then he also glorified. What shall we do? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's why he said in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter in the 12th verse, then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And the text today for this message is, God will hear your prayer. God will hear your prayer. Psalms, the fourth chapter, and we are speaking words of deliverance, which is a blessing to have, is deliverance, because deliverance is a miracle in itself Psalms 4 1 and 3 hear me when I call O God of my righteousness thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress have mercy upon me and hear my prayer listen Jeremiah say call and then pray David is saying the same thing. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after Lises, But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. God will hear your prayer. Call. Then after you call, go into prayer. Go into prayer. We need fasting and we need prayer and we definitely need God's word. Prayer and fasting and the scriptures is what we are to keep us and God will give us mercy and protect us from the evil one. There's no disasters. God want peace. God want everything that is good for you to you, because He has already had that thought in His mind of peace for you and good things and expected in an expected end of greatness and peace. Love and just being with God. Psalms 4, 1 through 3. Psalms 34 to 19 verse. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. Psalms 18 and 6. My distress I called upon the Lord and cried. Unto my God, He heard my voice out of, out of His temple, and my cry come before Him, even into His ears. Psalms 34:15 through the 19th verse: The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and His ears open until their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord hear, and deliver them out of all their troubles. So God hears you when you call. And not only when he hears you when you call, but he is also listening to your prayers. So continue to call God and to continue to prayer. Always, man, man should always pray and not faint. Proverbs 15, and I'm not going to be before you long. Proverbs 15, chapter, starting at the 26th verse. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the peer are pleasant words. He that is greedy of the game troubleth his own house. But he that hateth gifts shall live. The heart of the righteous studyeth to answer. The heart of the righteous studyeth to answer. The heart of the righteous searches the scriptures. The heart of the righteous studyeth to answer. But the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers, he hears the prayer of the righteous. Read the 28th verse again. The heart of the righteous studieth to answer. In other words, they are searching the scriptures. They are trying to get to know God, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. So you are not alone. Call and and then begin to pray. Call and pray. Call and pray. Call and pray. Micah, the seventh chapter, verse five through seven. Trust ye not in a friend. Now listen at Micah very closely. Trust ye not in a friend, put ye not confidence in a God. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son this dishonoreth the father, the daughter rises up. Against her mother. The daughter-in-law. Against her mother-in-law. A man's enemy, in A man's enemies. Are the men. Of his own house. A man's enemies. Are the men. Of his own house. Therefore I will look. Unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I will wait for the God of my salvation. Why? Because my God will hear me. Therefore, when your careful rises up against you, Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Micah, the seventh chapter, five through seven. Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom even your girlfriend or your wife for the son dishonors the father, the daughter rises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his house. Therefore, when I look unto the Lord, I will wait For the God of my salvation, my God will hear me. Zechariah, the 10th chapter. We're moving right along. We're giving you these scriptures or call to prayer. And that's what we are calling now. We are calling God and we are praying. Calling God because we need to pray. There is a time in this 2021 that we need to call God and we need to pray. We need to call upon him. And after we call him, we need to pray. Zechariah, the 10th chapter, 1, starting at the first verse. As ye of the Lord, reign in the time of the latter reign. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. For the idols have spoken vanity and the devilers have seen a lie, have seen a lie and have told false dreams. Now you have people that can sell you a dream, people that can prophesy to you and sell you false dreams having you thinking one thing and God is not in that mess God is not supporting what these false prophets and deboners are saying to his people they're telling them false dreams in other words they are selling them false dreams they comfort in vain, therefore they went their way as a flock. They were troubled because there was no shepherd. My anger was kindled against the shepherds and I punished the goats for the Lord of hosts hath visited his flock, the house of Judah and have made them as his goodly horse in the battle out of him came forth the corner out of him the nail out of him the battle bow out of him every oppressor together and they shall be as mighty men which tread down their enemies in the manner of the streets in the battle and they shall fight because the lord is with them and the writers on horses shall be confounded. (coughs) God is good, he's there. He's there to support you, and he's there to protect you all at the same time. And I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and I will bring them again to place them, for I have mercy upon them, And they shall be as though I had not cast them off. For I am the Lord their God. And will keep word. Hear them. God will hear your prayer. God will hear them. God is listening. All you have to do is call upon him. And once you call. Begin to pray. Because why? God is omnipresent. God is already there. He just wants you to call upon him. And after you call, just go in on to prayer and pray. We need to call. We need to pray. We need to call. We need to pray. We need to call. We need to pray. Matthew, the eleven chapter, starting in the 20th verse, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find, and ye shall find, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And that's in a nutshell. God will hear your prayer. All you have to do is call. And after you call, pray. Then shall ye call upon me. And ye shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. In other words, I will hear you. I will protect you. I will bring you out of your disasters, because the enemy walks to and fro, seeking whom he may devour He just come. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But God says, come that ye may have life and have it more abundantly. So what am I saying, Preacher? What am I saying? I is saying, I am saying, God will hear your prayer. But what you need to do is call upon him. And ye shall go and pray unto me, said God, saith God. Call upon him. Go and pray unto me, said God. Call and go and pray unto him. Pray. Praying always with all supplications. Be s- specific of what you're praying about. Specify. Let him know exactly what's going on because he already knows. So, since he already knows, All you have to do is call. Cry out in a loud voice. Request to come. Request to intervene in my life. Call and take action. God, we need expedient results. We are calling. We are praying. We need expedient results right now, God. We need you to take over and take charge because you are the author and you are the finisher of our faith. You are the one that we need to search for and not only to search for but to understand a better life because you are life. God, we thank you. And we magnify you. And we give your name the praise, God. We praise you. We praise you. And we praise you, God. We give your name the praise. God is good. God is good. Thank you Lord, you, Lord, for being who you are, and we bless you, we magnify you, and we give your name to praise God. The we can't do anything else version. but thank every you every and magnify you. Ladies and gentlemen, every this is not a miracle. It's the B.O.B
0: and It's about to get real. It's about to get real. It's about to get real. It's about, okay. it's about to get real. All the best oh, people to the dance floor. All to the dance floor. the dance floor. What you about to learn? the oh, best people report the dance floor. the the people. More to the next one. Step, 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 step up. Back there, feel mad, fact, out everywhere you lift. You got a blessing on the way, step up. Back there, feel mad, fact, out everywhere you lift. You got a